either be your own boss or let somebody else boss you. Stop whining and complaining and having this victim mentality. Self-motivate, self-govern. Like for real, either be your own boss and make the decisions that bosses make. Boss up or let somebody else boss you around. Today's show is brought to you by Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, the green juice, solves the problem of juicing greens on the go. We all know that we need to get those fruits and greens and vegetables and all that in our diets, guys, and here's a quick and easy way to get it. You just add water, drink, and let your body soak up the benefits. Visit Organifi.com to learn more about an exciting offer for you, our podcast listeners. That's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelles. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. Still truly Bayesian, still here rocking it out in the DOS. Oh, no doubt we're going to get to it. And Dr. Douglas Thomas, what's going down? Blessed, man, blessed. Trying to keep my eyes on the road. You and uh, on the way to Akron like Brownie James. I love it. That's what's up. Um, we'll get into all of that, man. But I want to start with um, I want to start with Carl, man. I I, uh, I haven't talked to you in like maybe since we did the podcast last time. So I ain't seen no pictures, nothing, man. What's going What's going on in the dose, bro? You didn't You didn't move oh, there permanently man. and just didn't tell us or what? Hey, not yet. I did. I did. I, I identify a couple uh, free uh, vacant spots of land or right here looking mm. at the beach. I, I saw a couple. Mm-hmm. I saw a couple, but. Yeah, no, man, just like for real, for real. Like I've done um, just family, man, like just being able to just sit back. And on the Sunday call yesterday, I was talking to um, I was talking to a friend that I saw here, a high school friend. He lost his brother a couple like two months ago. And it's just like, you know, that that perspective again of like, dude, at the end of the day, you can go travel. I mean, you could do whatever you want, work, all that stuff. If you get there and the people that you love, you know, aren't a part of it. Or first of all, it ain't no there. That's what I want people to understand. It ain't no there. Like there's no there you get into. Like it's the whole, it's the, it's the people along the journey, the stuff along the journey that makes it all fun, man. So that's what we've been focused on. I promise you, we've been taking just pictures of just, not even stuff, just my family. Like I got my dad with all four grandkids around him. Um, Tamisha's brother was up here yesterday. He's, you know, something on his phone he doing with the kids. I got photos of that. Like I'm not even on the stuff around me, if you get yeah. what I'm saying. I'm just, yeah. just geeked to watch my family just enjoy themselves. Just, you know, people just enjoy the time together, man. So that's what we've been on. Just, of course, hitting the beach. Um, that's a regular Jordan. Jordan is a regular fish now. I started doing the little pool lessons. See, I did it the, the Michigan way. We mm-hmm. had the, the, the goldfish little swimming thing. But man, just to see him in the ocean, like my man is having a blast. It's different exposure, man. So yeah, just enjoying every bit of it, man. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, we, we look forward to seeing you back in the States, but take your time, man, and enjoy the fam out there. E, um, besides uh, flying on private jets and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Living that Cali life. Uh, catch us up to speed, man. 
Yeah, you know what? I was telling somebody this morning, uh, one of the staff members, uh, we were having worship and I was like, you know, it's crazy. I had to be in Akron this morning. And as a family, we're flying out uh, to San Diego. And I was trying to figure out, you know, okay, like, I don't want to take two cars. I don't want to drive one of the cars to Akron. And they have to put, leave it at the airport and have another car. Didi and they are coming up at about two. Jada's getting her braids done. I didn't want to have to, you know, leave two cars at the airport. And, um, you know, I was trying to figure out how I was going to make it work. Of course, come to find out, Lashana was in Lansing this weekend because we're getting ready for our school days kickoff. We got Lansing, of course, Sexton, CJ's alma mater. Then we've got Firefox uh, in Ohio. And then we've got um, 11 schools in the um, South Bend district. So she was doing some training, getting everybody on the same page. And so I just happened to ask, like, what time are you leaving? She's like, I'm leaving at 8.40, 8.50 tomorrow morning out of Detroit airport. I'm like, tell me you rented a car. She's like, yep. I was like, tell me you got it on the company card. And she was like, yep. I was like, bet, I'll drop you off at the airport, take the car to Akron. And um, DDNL meet me, you know, tomorrow, um, you know, evening, you know, at the uh, car rental spot, then we'll get on the plane. And I was just, and, and, and it was crazy because, you know, we were kind of talking about why didn't you fly to Akron or whatever, whatever. And I was telling the person, see, I was like, yo, I feel like, and I, and I was gonna say, that we have to do a good job of being, well, like when we're CEOs or when, when we've been blessed to manage our own division, you know, like nobody's uh, policing us, nobody's supervising me. I was telling her, I was like, yo, we gotta learn how to spend our money or the company's money like ours. And I was like, okay, don't do that because you may not necessarily be a good steward of your own money. But like, we've gotta learn how to do it as if uh, we were- But it's still something to be said for that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like. You know how you know how it is when you go out to eat with somebody and you paying. You know what I'm saying? They getting the triple uh, root beer float ice cream special for the drink. You know what I'm saying? But when they paying, yeah. it's straight water with lemon. Oh, no question, no question. But but I, and I was telling that person, I was like, you know, here's where we go wrong. I was like, you would think because I'm you know the CEO that I'd be like, yo, it's cheaper in terms of my time to just get on a plane and go and turn right back around. You know, I already had to go take Lashana, you know, but it's like a two hour and 40 minute ride from the airport. Of course, an hour and 30 from the crib, you know, um, but I was just like, yo, I gotta be a good steward. You know, I told her I got up this morning at three something, um, you know, it's just a lot that I had to do to get ready for this trip to Cali. And I was like, you know, no, look, you want to be your own boss but you don't want to boss yourself. You don't want to police yourself. You know, and if you're going to be your own boss, I've got to, I said, you know, a lot of people who try to be entrepreneurs end up having to go back to work. And you have to go back to work because you couldn't, you couldn't manage yourself. You had to go back to work because you needed a supervisor to manage you. Like you, 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 had, you, you were in a position where you could get up whenever you wanted to, make whatever decisions you wanted to make, and you couldn't make the type of decisions where you could work for yourself. Somebody else had to police you. Somebody else had to push you. Somebody else had to tell you, didn't you know you were supposed to be doing this, 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 and that? And I was like, yo, for real, I do want to be my own boss. Like, seriously, I do. But not meaning get up whenever I want to get up. Like, I really want to 
like what Carl's doing. I want to be able to go and spend, um, Didi and I actually will be gone for three weeks. Of course, she told somebody yesterday, I'm going to be on vacation for three weeks. Now, nah, you got to go to work a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you know, uh, but she gets to live that luxury. My son, you know, he flew in early. His birthday was Saturday. He flew in Saturday and will be there, you know, until this upcoming Saturday, you know, so he'll be gone for an entire week. Um, Jada's going, and then Jada's like, I'll be with y'all for a couple of days. Then I want to head somewhere else with my girls. And I was like, go for it. And I want that kind of stuff to happen. And so many of us do. But when we get the chance to run our own lives, we run amok. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, don't, we don't understand, okay, I got to discipline myself. I got to be self-motivated, self-regulated. And so I was just sharing this morning that to some extent, and, and, I, and I say it with all, you know, humility, but like I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of the decisions that I'm making because I could just be like, yo, I'm flying from Lansing to Akron. You know what I'm saying? Or take them to Detroit and fly from Detroit to Akron. But I'm like, you know, I'm not going to spend that kind of money, the corporate money. I'll drive up. It won't take me but a tank of gas to get there, get back, you know. And I used to do it when I worked for Hugh Jackson. I used to do it, you know, when I was with, Cleve with the Cleveland Browns. I would drive up in the morning, you know, drive back. Well, actually, I had Jamal drive me up and drive me back. But, you know what I'm saying, you get the point. We still rented a car, went up, spent the day there, came back, you know. So, yeah, see, man, I'm doing phenomenal. Looking forward to this gig. And I'm just as excited as a presenter as I was when I first started. And I think that's another problem people have. Like, they get bored with what they're doing. And my thing is, like, if you get bored, I feel you. But why don't you do something to put yourself in a position where you make it fun, where you switch it up? Like, why you got to wait for somebody else to switch it up for you? Why you got to wait for somebody else to make it fun? Like, you know it can get boring. So for me, man, I'm just, I'm just excited that I've been doing this for over 20 years and I'm, I'm as geek right now driving to Akron as I would have been, you know, when I ain't had no money, you know, and you know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't number one in the world. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody knew who I was and I needed this money. Like, I'm, I'm driving there this morning as if it was 10, 15 years ago. And I'm just so grateful to God that I still have my love for this thing. I, got, I still love the game as much as I loved it. You know, when I, when I did it the first time at 17, I'm still as excited to pour into these people. You know, I'm excited, bro. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm uh, other than being an empty nester, I'm, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm excited, bro. I'm excited for this opportunity. So, uh, and then can you tell us about what it was like to fly in the private jet, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just, I seen a picture from, you didn't send it to me, Jalen sent it to me, but I seen y'all was in the private jet over the week, and uh, yeah, no, I see you didn't post it all over Instagram when you did it, so, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out if it really happened if you didn't post it on IG. Ah, well, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? Like, if you fly private jet and don't put it on IG, <laughs> Did, it, did you really fly private? <laughs> hey, inquiring minds want to know. I, I will say this about uh, the experience. You know, I've been flying all over the world, so, um, and I'm old. So when you get old like me, um, some things, you know, while you're excited, you may not be as excited as a 23-year-old is. But I will say this to you. You know, I, 
And it was funny, uh, CP3 and, 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 and his brother, Charles, they was teasing me because they were like, okay, we, we talked for about 30 minutes and then they fell asleep, you were up, and then they woke up, they were like, and you was up. Like, did you go to sleep? And I was like, for, for a second I did. Um, but to be honest, man, this is the only thing that I personally like to share is that I was, you know, on the left. There was only like eight seats on the plane. Um, so I was on the left in the chair and Jalen was on the right. And I looked to my right, you know, at one point in a flight and I saw my 23-year-old, and it's not his first time, but I saw my 23-year-old, you know, flying private. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, wow, God, we broke the cycle. You know, I'm like, yo, we did it, you know? And it goes back to my coaching call on Sunday. We were, we are really as good as our leadership. So like whoever your father is or isn't, whoever your pastor is or isn't, whoever your coach is or isn't, whoever your husband is or isn't, like, yo, at the end of the day, we don't really like to talk about it, but at the end of the day, bro, like whoever's leading you, that's where you going. And I'm looking at my son like, yo, thank you, Father, you know, that you've helped me to understand the importance of leadership. And I've led my son to not only being on a private jet, but with all humility and thanks so much for the Paul family, not just CP3, but the family. You know, my son, including AJ, his nephew, my son is at their crib, you know, uh, playing cards and enjoying, you know, that family experience, because that's what he's used to with us. You know, um, when they went to the facility with the pros, Jalen, uh, Johnny from Handles for Life was like, yeah, but you want to rebound for us? Like, that's what he did in college. You know, so, so and again, y'all need to hear me. So what he did at 18 to 21, 22, now he's doing for guys in the pros, you know, and a whole bunch of other stuff, you know, but it's like, I, I strategically saw, like, yo, I don't just want my son to go to college. I want my son, I know what he wants to do. And I want to put myself in a position to put him in a position to do what he needs to do. And so building my relationship, you know, back then in college with Draymond, with Travis Walt, you know, T. Walt, and them opening up a door for my son because of, you know, the relationship that we had and now seeing my son doing it professionally. And I won't, I won't call it out, see, but I had a moment, bro. I got to the hotel. Now, Jalen was up to 12 at night working with AJ. So the leadership camp camp that CP3 had in L.A., that's one thing. I had nothing to do with basketball. And then we went to his hometown, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and then he did, like, a basketball camp camp. So Jay was on both. And when I got to the hotel that next morning, Jalen pulled me to the side, and he literally showed me, see, his company. Like, the name of it, he gave me the name of it you know, and it was a fire acronym that you could put on a hat, shirt, like I could see it, like, oh, okay, I got you. Like, yo, that make, that, that, that's like, that's what they do. That's in the vein of what they do, like, that's fire. But then he broke down to me what each component meant. And I was like, yo, bro, that's fire. And I was like, yo, if you spend the next 50, 60 years, like just building that, bro, I'm like, yo, unbelievable, incredible. And he had, you know, he was like, yo, dad, let me break it down for you, like he literally, read it out loud to me, like, okay, this section, like he had it printed out, a vision statement, a mission statement. And I'm telling you, I had chills like, yo, that's it, you got it. Like, you know, you got your own thing, you've named it, you've defined it, you have the components, 
you know who it's for. So now it's just about you getting up and grinding. Like that's that's the only, you know, that's the only thing. But then I'm also thinking about who we're with. And and so now you have these individuals that you could talk to about it. So man, it was just a it was a phenomenal a couple days, you know, watching CP3 do his thing, seeing his leadership, like, oh, okay, a lot of dudes playing basketball, but they're not doing this. Like, they're not thinking 30 years ahead. CP3, 30 years ahead, he had his own facility. Um, they operated, I think the general manager said the kids are there five days a week. Um, you know, it's an academy, and they come after school, whatever. So I, I, I watched it. I saw pictures of him in the, when he was in the Olympics. Saw pictures of him, uh, you know, uh, with his the Jordan brand. I just saw different things. I'm like, yo, this kid has got a vision. And then I think the bigger piece was in L.A., his mom is there, his dad is there, his niece, his nephew, his brother, his wife, his children. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I see you, bro. I see you, bro. I see exactly what you're doing. And, um, I'm, of course, we're in, we're in different lanes, but we're not in different lanes. And um, so it was just super excited, you know, to be, to be there with my son. That's what I'm saying. And the only thing that could happen better than this is that God would grant me with more life and I could be on a private jet one day with my son and my grandson. Hmm. Oh, now you know. Mm. You, now you're going. <laughs> yeah, I heard him. Now you're taking this him. deep. Um, yeah, so, no, and, and, you know, I think one of the, the things I love most about this podcast is that you know, we got real people who listen to us and who've been with us a while. And so I think we can have some genuine conversations. And, you know, I, I had a I had a moment, um, I guess, last week uh, now. I'm, I'm, it's these weeks kind of blending together in the summertime. And I think I may even have told Edis. And, you know, I, 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 there's always that fine line, guys. And I know I've talked about this before on the podcast of, you know, I think just our natural character and who we are and, and the way the internet works these days is like, I think we err to the side of like not showing anything. You know what I mean? Like, and that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, like that's cool. Like I'm not tripping on that, but like, I've never, like, I don't, I'm not necessarily saying you a bad person. If you put up, Hey, I'm flying private. Hey, I'm on the plane with CP3 and we flying private with my son. I'm not saying that you're a bad person for that. You know, so I don't want anybody to think like, oh, if I put my accomplishments on the internet, then I'm like trying to brag. But I think we always do. That may have, you know, be one of the things either that I think we try to balance out as much as possible is, okay, how do we, you know, kind of show the accomplishments and the accolades and maybe some of the things we're doing. And at the same time, not letting, you know, trying to make it seem as if we're trying to like outshine somebody or like shine on somebody. Right. And so, um, but I like the podcast form for whatever reason, because I think when you have time to explain yourself and you have time to say it in, in a manner where you can think your thoughts all the way through that maybe it's received a little better. And so I want to paint the picture for people listening and then talk about how this was a life that was created. Like we put this life together. So last week, um, Jamal's family, you know, had invited us a long time ago to Orlando and I know we just left, but my wife doesn't consider it vacation if I have to work. So of course the last time we were in Orlando, I had to work two of the three days that we were there. And so I said, all right, cool, we'll go back. So we went back with Ma's family and um, man, we rented a, 
just a sick mansion. I'm talking about this place had a bowling alley in it, arcade, you know, it was just, uh, it was uh, just incredible. Huge movie theater, just the whole nine. And uh, I woke up, I think it was, it might have been Wednesday or Thursday morning. And I, I woke up and I went out on the balcony. We had a balcony off of our room and E called me. And so I was sitting there chopping it up with E and I'm talking to him and he's like, and I'm now mind you, Carl, I'm overlooking like a golf course from this huge mansion on the balcony on like a third Wednesday, Thursday morning. And I'm talking to E and E literally just got off the phone, off, sorry, off the private jet with Chris Paul, right? And he's like telling, and like I'm asking about it, like, yo, how'd it go? You know, he spoke. I was more so asking about the speech from the night before, and I was like, oh, how was the plane? You know, I knew they was on the plane. Um, of course, I couldn't make it out there, you know, with the family commitment, so I just wanted to know how it was going. So then me and E were kind of winding down our conversation, and then Toby clicked in, and I was like, E, I got to go. This is Toby. And so I click over. And I'm like, oh, Toe, what's up? Toby is on his way to shoot a commercial with Anthony Davis and Dwayne Wade for NBA 2K. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, and meanwhile, Carl and Barbados with his feet in the sand, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, yo, I just got off the phone with E. He jumped off a private jet with Chris Paul. I just, you know, talked to Toby. and He's on his way to shoot a commercial for NBA 2K with Anthony Davis and D-Wade. And I sat there and I was like, yo, like I, I was, first of all, I was just thanking God because I'm like, yo, this is, you know, a dream come true. But the reality is we put this life together from scratch. Like, yo, I don't, I don't know if people could ever understand, like we literally put this together. And I think like when you get to a certain place and, and by no means was I like, oh, I'm content or you know, we've made it and it's over. But I did look around, and, and it's funny, I wasn't even going to talk about this, but when you say, like, yo, I'm proud of the decisions we made, like, I agree with that sentiment, and I have to echo that sentiment, and I want people out there to know that, yo, this isn't about bragging, this isn't like, oh, they rich, and like, you know, because I hate to, I would hate for anybody to receive it that way of like, man, I don't want to hear these dudes talk about how good their life is or, you know, whatever. But I do think in some you know, instances, it's appropriate to talk about like, man, the work we put in at the beginning has gotten us to this place. The work we put in at the beginning has allowed our families to live a life that is, you know, incredible. Like, I, like seeing my kids, Carl, same thing as you, seeing my kids be able to have exposure to, you know, a house like this or to be able to, you know, go to the theme parks and not have to, you know, count cost. You know what I mean? Like those things are important. And so E, as you're talking about that, I feel you. And as you say, we made the decisions. You're correct. But we literally visualized and put this life together many years ago and to see it, you know, come to fruition in many ways. I don't know what's next, but to this point has been really sweet. I need, I need a moment to like absorb this. See, I ain't even got no comment. Like, cause that's so, it's just huge, man. Um, I think Jamal, Jamal said it in one of his presentations, like, I got to thank, he said, I got to thank the 30-year-old me for my life at 40. He's like, I ain't the deep dude at 40. He's like, it's the 30-year-old me that put this together. And I was like, man, that's huge because for real, all the sacrifices, all the stuff that we love doing, don't get it wrong. Like, this wasn't like we're doing it to get here. We love doing it. We love the process. 
But to, to like you said, like, and, and it's weird. See, remember we used to talk about like, you know, what's a win? Like how we like celebrated small wins. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, like at this point now you're sitting here and I'll be, I'll be honest, I'm not even looking at it like we accomplished this. I'm looking at it like for real, like this is the process. When we talk about the process, and I said at the beginning, there's no there. This is the process. Like you do the little bits and pieces for as long as you can and you put the pieces together and you map and you work. And I'm telling you, this is, I used to joke and say like, it's only a matter of time before you lose weight if you go to the gym consistently. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's what happened. You know what I'm saying? It's only a matter of time. You change it. It's only a matter of time. The hurdle is, are you gonna be able to stick with it the entire time and make it happen? But it's, it's a proven process. It ain't no, like you got lucky. You know what I'm saying? You go to the gym every single day, you watch what you eat. It's a matter of time before you drop weight, before your body starts to take shape. You know what I'm saying? It's a matter of time, see? So to sit here and realize that our bodies are starting to take <coughs> shape. I'm gonna use this analogy because this is the most buff we gonna get. <laughs> but to realize that our bodies are starting to take shape now, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, wow, like for real, we didn't necessarily set out for this, but this is a part, this is also a part of the process. And we've shown you the ups and the downs, the t-shirt the messed up. Some of y'all, you didn't get your shipping on time and we just keep pushing, we keep pushing. And here we're at a stage of the process. By any means, this ain't no finish line. This ain't, I don't even know if this is the, the 50 yard line, you know what I mean, in the 100 meter dash, I don't know. Um, but we are, in the process and you could see for everybody, you can see that if you stick to the process, you stick to it, man, this is real. Like it ain't nothing like C said, we're not bragging, we're not showing it out. This is the result of going to the gym every single day and putting that work in. Yeah, and, and I think what's most important, you know, if you're listening, at the end of the day, what we're really trying to accomplish, you know, is share with you the secret to success. You know, we're really trying to share with you the blueprint, you know, and the blueprint is have some type of vision. You know, that's where it starts, have some type of vision. But understand that the vision part of it is probably the easier. Now, we're not saying that it's necessarily easy uh, for some of you because of, you know, where you come from, what you've been exposed to. To look beyond your neighborhood is, is, is a challenge for you or to look beyond you know, the, the, the circumstances that you're in, that, that could be a challenge for you. So we're not necessarily saying that the vision is easy, but we're saying as it relates to the process, the vision part is the easier part, you know? And then after you have decided, you know, this is where I see myself in the next five years, the next, you know, year, three years, the next 10 years, 20 years. Now you gotta ask yourself, what is it going to take to make that happen? You know, like, what am I gonna have to do on Monday between the hours of 3 a.m., you know, and 8 p.m.? What does that look like for me? The hours that I'm up, what does that look like? What, what, what type of decisions am I going to have to make? You know, like, what, what does the process look like? What does the grind look like? What do the sacrifices look like? What do the decisions look like? You know, um, who, because there are three of us right now, of course, there are more than three of us that are responsible for this work, but there are three of us on the podcast, like who are your three? And then your next two, and then your next five, like who will you have to connect with to make this thing happen? You know what I'm saying? Environment wise, where are you gonna have to be? I, you know, I thought I was gonna be in 
Huntsville, Alabama for the rest of my life because I had more success in Huntsville than I've ever had in my life. And then I wake up and I'm in Lansing, Michigan. So what environments? And I think Michigan State, you know, was a critical environment, you know, to our process. Uh, that's where we met. You know, uh, there were resources available to us, uh, other end of human resources, uh, fiscal resources, you know, uh, technological resources, you know, at Michigan State. Uh, there was a church, there was a spiritual component, you know, uh, there's just, you know, and, and we just, we, we don't know where you are in the journey. We don't w know what you need or what you don't need. So, you know, sometimes we might, you know, ramble because uh, we're trying to, you know, make sure we say the right thing for you. But, but at the end of the day, we want to give you the blueprint. And as C always says, we can only give you the one we used, you know, but we do. We want to share with you with that blueprint because at the end of the day, what we want to be able to do is we want to be able to put you in a position where you are blessed <clears throat> to live that life that you desire to live, that life. We're telling you the life we're living, you know. Uh, and it's funny, Carl, even as, you know, we were saying, one of y'all said, what's next? For me, it's like, yo, I'm going out to Cali right now to look for a home. You know, I don't know, um, you know, the, 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 the will of God. I don't, I don't, I'm not 100% sure, but that's what's next. You know, uh, my wife was talking today about how hard she works. She's like, yo, I need a break. And I'd like to be able to have the type of home that, you know, when you go get an Airbnb and some of the amenities that we look for, I'd like to be able to have that so that even when people who can't afford an Airbnb can be like, yo, E, some of the church members, yo, we're coming out to Cali. I'm like, all right, cool. You got a flight. You got a place to stay, you know, um, and, and, and just a, 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 a reprieve, give people that opportunity, you know. So that's what's next for me, you know, um, just trying to find another way to really enjoy more of life, the little bit that we have left. And so I'm like, how you know how much you got left? Yo, I promise you, if I had another hundred, they go by so quick. So that's little, you know. So make sure that you listen to what we're saying. You, after each episode, you take at least one thing that you sit down and marinate on and apply and execute on. That for real, you would make us so happy, not just saying, yo, I follow y'all. I listen to the podcast, but saying, hey, guys, I was here and episode 64 did this for me. Episode 93 did this for me. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, for all three of us, that's really what, you know, we hope that, um, you know, what happened to you as you listen to this podcast. Hey, and I was going to add super quickly, it's what you're saying, but just so they get in a real concise way, who are you bringing with you? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what it boils down to, because like, for real, man, like to watch, like I was saying, my brother and his family here, like my wife um, some of her family, they're coming up and, and just like being exposed. Like some of my cousins are coming up here today. Um, and it's just like, man, like this podcast, like, you know, like, of course, we're going to try to take care of our families. But like, like, do y'all understand that we're taking time every weekend? That's not on no bragging. It's because it's important to us. Like, man, like I, my biggest thing is um, Nikki's been working with me. Nikki took the Intermetrics uh, certification and she's like, yo, Carl, I figured you out. She's like, yo, your empathy is just so high. Like you can't even function. She's like, it ain't even on the chameleon thing. You just are so empathetic to people that any kind of pain at all, like you freak out. And I'm like, yo, that's it. Like I'm driven by watching people enjoy life. That's what drives me. 
Like I want everybody around me, everybody that hears my voice to be able to experience what we're experiencing now. And it's just like the goal of this is to expose more and more and more people because like, man, like for real, like life is what it is. It's stuff that's going to happen. But back to each stuff at the beginning, like the decisions that you make, like, man, it could just be like, like I said, it is what it is. You can't, there's a whole lot of stuff you can't control in life, but the stuff that you can control, let's make it look like this. And that's the goal. Like we want to bring, I'm talking about everybody that we possibly can, whosoever will, whoever want to jump on the train, let's go. That's, that's what we're trying to do. So who are you bringing with you is the last piece I'd add on to what he was saying. Yeah, no question. I think the thing that, and I'm just listening because, you know, again, e, you're right. Um, hopefully the goal of this is, you know, to, to obviously entertain you guys and hopefully you enjoy listening every week. And, you know, sometimes we're super silly and sometimes we get a little bit more serious. But as you guys are talking, I'm sitting here and I'm really, uh, I, I really want to take a step back because maybe we even put the cart before the horse. I think the first thing that you have to do is decide that you want to live intentionally. Like, again, I'll say it again. We put this life together. And so... Where I'm from, I'm going to just be real. Like, I'm, I'm from the Midwest. It's very like, okay, you get up and there is a order, a sequence of events that you follow, right? Like, you either get up and go to school and then get a job and go to work. Or you get up and you, you decide you're not really feeling school and you get a job and you go to work. And then you look up and you go, man, this isn't exactly what I thought. Like, how many people out there, you know, have put together a life that they didn't necessarily want, right? Like, for real, you put together something where you going into a job every day that you hate. That's not something you put together. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. so when I say created this life, like, we literally said, okay, by this time, we don't want to work for anybody. By this time, we want to be able to make X amount and we want to be able to control our own destiny. We want to be able to, like, those are things that we put together. And so I think it really starts with the mentality of, like, yo, I'm going to create a certain life for myself. Like, I'm going to create a life. And even with, you know, people, you look at Jamal as the example, you know, who, like, for real. Okay, even though I'm going to work a job, a nine to five, I'm going to put these other things in place so that I can live outside of this, you know, particular lifestyle, you know, even grander, whatever it is for yourself. So I think, how do you get back to the mentality of, like, I don't necessarily know that this country or at least where I'm from fosters like a spirit of creating your own life because creating your own life probably means that you're not going to be helping somebody else create their own life. You know what I mean? So I don't think they necessarily like we come from like American like industry. You know what I'm saying? Like you get a job, you work and you build up like there's like 10 families that's like quadrillionaires. And like you work for them indirectly in some kind of way, you working for like the Ford family, you know what I mean? And it's like, they want you to continue to be a worker and, and there's nothing, again, there's nothing wrong with that. We're talking about people who either want to create the life or haven't yet created the life that they were, you know, meant to create for themselves. So E, start with the mentality of how do you dis make a decision that you're gonna put this together? Well, you know, I'll be honest with you, see, I don't know that I made a decision. You know, I think I, like you, was headed down a path where I'm like, I don't even mind having a boss. But a lot of the, a lot of the ones I had, it, it seemed like it wasn't mutual. It was like, mm -hmm. you, do, you look out for me and take care of me, but I don't look out for you and take care of you. You know, because I'm not necessarily, you know, I don't necessarily have that 
Um, I need to be in a driver's seat mentality. Like, that's not my thing. You know, I'm way more, you know, supportive. So for me, I did support, you know, when I was in uh, Huntsville, Pastor Doggy. Like, I was there like his right-hand man. Never had the desire to be the number one. You know what I'm saying? I was very comfortable at whatever I was, number four, number five, you know, uh, working at Michigan State University. I never wanted to be the supervisor. I always wanted to be the dude that put up for the supervisor. Like, yo, look what we're doing. We're killing the game for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hope I'm making you proud. Uh, but a lot of supervisors I had, you know, or people I had that were over me, um, not including, you know, my pastor, Pastor Doggett, but a lot of the other people, bro, it's like, they didn't look after my family the way I thought my family should be looked after. I, they didn't even look after me the way I felt like I was looking after them. So I was just like, yo, this ain't working. I can't see myself doing this for another 30, 40, and I'm not no victim. I'm, I, I consider myself to be talented enough to create my own shots. I just have decided that I want to help you create yours. You help me create mine. So I don't know that I made the decision after I was abused and got tired of being abused. I was like, yo, I'm not going to be abused no more. Like, you're not going to use my gift and my talent for your benefit. And, 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 and I don't, you know what I'm saying? And I don't benefit from my own gift and talent. So I'm taking my, uh, I'm taking my gifts to South Beach. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm taking my, <laughs> right, I'm taking right. my gifts in my own hand. You feel me? And so then I made a decision that, but okay, when though? When, it's when, not when, fair. When? Give us, like, we got time. When, when were you? This was obviously before I met you. Well, um, I would say, I don't know. I would say when I started reading self-help books and I started traveling to Atlanta, you know, you think about your experience in Atlanta, see, now. Well, I had that experience in 95, 90, 90, like between 92 and 95, 96, and the Olympics came. So I had the experience of going to Stone Mountain and seeing people in mansions open up doors who looked like me, you know, who came from where I came from. And I think that was the, that was the genesis of it for me. You know, it was like, whoa, okay. I grew up where people work at Ford, Jim, and Chrysler. They're not bad people. They're great people, as a matter of fact. I love the Midwest. But here I'm in Atlanta, and the person that opened up the door owns a mansion, asked me to come in and sit down and get some breakfast because I was selling, you know, message magazines to get back in school. And they were like, oh, come here. Here go $100. Keep the magazine. Sit down. Let's eat. What are you doing? I'm in college. What are you studying? Then the husband pulled up in a Range Rover, you know, a Bentley, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, whoa, I've never seen this before, you know? Um, and so it was at that point that I started entertaining the idea of, wow, I, I, I can, whoa, I can live like this. I can, you know, I can do this. I can have this. Um, and I think that and working for people was like, oh, okay, I'm working for people to try to get this life and it's not happening. You know, and I don't mean the money per se, but they were at home. Like she was at the crib cooking and my man came home in the middle of the day while I was knocking on the door trying to sell magazines. You know, and I was like, yo, I want this freedom. I want this independence. Like, I want this. And so when I started working for people, it was like, oh, I'm not about to get this. And not even the hours, because we volunteered to work after work and do stuff on the weekends with the kids at state. So I think we enjoyed that. But when I was looking like, yo, this path that I'm taking is not about to take me to this independence and this freedom 
and my children's children, children having this freedom and this independence. Okay, I got to get up out of this joint. So I'd say in 92, 96, it, it sparked an interest, but working certain jobs, Olive Garden, uh, other jobs, it was like, oh, no, E, it's not about to happen this way. People aren't right. Like, people don't have a moral compass. People aren't fair, bro. I'm just like, yo, equity, you talk about equity in terms of, you know, women, you know, making a certain amount of money or equity in terms of diversity. I'm saying it wasn't even equity in terms of how a supervisor would treat their employee. I'm like, we're not even equal on how I'm looking after you and looking out for you and trying to make sure that this department is seen in a good light throughout the university by executing on retention and graduation. Like, you're not even looking out for me the way I'm looking out for you. Like, I'm out. I can't, I can't continue to do this. So for sure, in my 30s, early 30s, it became very apparent to me that what you're trying to do and what they're trying to do is two different things. You need to go on your own and you need to surround yourself with people who will be as fair as you are or at, at equal sacrifice. Now, I can't equal give, but equal sacrifice. You need to start hanging out with people. That was the decision I made to pursue my vision with the same energy and effort that I had given these companies and to surround myself with people who were going to give 120% the same way I gave 120%. And after I did that, it was lights out. Yeah, no, and I, I agree. And I just say that because when I met you, you obviously, you know, lived very purposely and intentionally from there. And I think the one thing that, you know, kind of came to mind was even when you don't have it fully planned out, right? Because we always think about it in terms of like, all right, here's my goals, here go my vision, here go my map, here go all the things that I want. And that's cool. But how important is it to know what you don't want? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, and I think like, and I want to say this correctly because I haven't really thought it through, but I think like we get so obsessed with like, and I, and I agree, and I just talked about it, right? Like put this life together, like, you know, we private jets and, you know, mansions and beaches and whatever you want, right? Just think of the things that you want, the people you want to do it with, you know, all of this, you know, grand money you're going to make and what you're going to do, cool. But I think there is something to be said about knowing what you don't want. And so many people, you never thought about what you don't want. So you end up in a relationship with somebody who's abusive or you end up in a situation where you work at a job that you hate or for a boss that you don't like or for, you know, um, a marriage that you can't stand because you never thought about the things that you did not want. Like you, you never intentionally willed those things out of your life. You know what I mean? And I think that's maybe one of the things that have also kept us on the straight and narrow is like, you know, E, you would like talk to us about, you know, obviously like abstaining and, you know, relationships and how you do certain things. Like, yo, I'm just telling you, you don't want this. Like this can cripple us. You know what I mean? And so why you don't want to, what, what, what's the balance between, you know, you don't, you know, you don't want to speak negative, right? You don't want to speak death. You, you want to speak life. We always learn that. While at the same time being conscious of the fact that, yo, this path right here is death. And I think so many of us, like we so laissez-faire, right? You're just strolling through life and, and you have no idea not only of what you want, but what you don't want. And then you look up and again, you're in a situation where you're like, yo, this isn't, this is no, nothing like I thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? So how do you balance that e, between, all right, here's what I want. These are all my dreams and goals and aspirations and also make sure you avoid the pitfalls of what you don't want. I think it's what you said, though. See, it is that balance, you know, 
And and I don't, I don't. I mean, is it dangerous to think about those things that you don't want? You know what I mean? You know, well, I'm just saying. I think yeah, yeah. But I, I think you have to be careful when you say negative versus facts. Those two different things. You know what I'm saying? Like to be to speak negative is you know you don't have you're not putting the the energy to use in the right way when you're negative. It's like you might be gossiping. Like you don't have no plans on fixing what you're talking about. You know, you just you look at everything. You know, like a super, um, like dismal way. That that's one thing. Being factual of, yo, if I keep making these same decisions, we're gonna be broke. That's facts, bro. You could talk about that. You know what I'm saying? If I stay on this path, it's not gonna lead me to what I put on my vision board. Those are facts. You know, um, we talked about something yesterday. I call you like, yo, see, like, I'm getting sick and tired of, you know, um, you know, having the PhD having the um, track record and the quantitative as well as qualitative data to prove that we can go in schools and turn schools around and there are institutions that are making us promises and then deciding somewhere, you know, within that, nope, we don't want to do that no more because they don't necessarily like the color of my skin. Like, I called you. Like, that was factual. Like, yo, see, this has happened this many times. You didn't go, Eric, don't talk like that. That's negative. Nope. You were like, all right, E, let's put a plan together. You feel me? If it's not, if we're not getting the outcomes that we desire, if people are signing contracts and then trying to back out on those contracts or people are trying to uh, not keep their word, okay, E, let's go. Let's put a plan together. That's not negative. That's, we have a plan. We're trying to change so many lives. We're trying to help so many kids take school serious. So many kids graduate with a certain SAT or ACT score so they can get into college for free. Like, we have a plan of action. We know what we're capable of doing once you put us in the classroom. So that wasn't negative. It was, okay, the way we're doing it ain't working. We We might be, the nice guy thing ain't working. It's time to turn it up. Time to go gorilla. You feel me? So I don't think it's anything wrong with being factual putting a, a plan together to counterattack the attack. But if you're talking in a way where you're talking negative and, you're, and, and that means that you're saying, you're looking at the situation not in the right way and you're not gonna put any energy or any effort to change it, you just want a, a pity party, you just wanna be a victim, that's a problem. But if you're stating facts so that you could put a strategy together and dominate, that's something totally different. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you totally. And I think it, uh, for me, uh, I am always conscious, even now, I, I try to be conscious of the potential pitfalls without letting them stress you out. You know what I mean? Like, because if you focus on them too much, you can lose that balance. So how much do you even do you even remotely think about the, the negatives now or do you pretty much just block them out altogether? Yeah, no question. As a matter of fact, let me tell you something. You know, based on... Uh, the assessment, right? And, you know, I've done my homework. So I had a conversation with Didi, um, you know, months ago, but I was kind of like, yo, D, the way I'm wired, you know, just period, I am an optimist. Like, yo, I don't, I don't like all that negativity, you know, uh, and you are a pessimist. She's like, no, don't call me that. I'm a realist. And I was like, okay, you can call it whatever <laughs> you want. But like the way you come at me sometimes, like I'm not interested, like you drain my energy. Like I'm not interested, you know what I'm saying? Like, so we're gonna have to sit down and come up with a plan 
because I'm super positive. And so when you come at me like that, it, that's just not the way I like to receive information. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not, my, my mainframe isn't wired like that. You know what I'm saying? So let's sit down and let's talk about it, right? And we sat down and we talked about it. And I'm telling you, when we finished, see, my mind was blown. And I realized this is why I need Didi in my life. Because while I may not like to receive information in the way that she gives it, it's a, it is a unique balance. And Didi's thing was like, yo, bro, I'm in the medical field. Let me explain something to you. We don't start with no optimism. You know what I'm saying? That's not how we start. We start with the problem. That's what we start with. We start with the problem. What is the doggone problem? And then once we come up with the problem, we, we medicate you accordingly. Or we give you, a, we give you a, a diagnosis based on what the problem is. So you don't come in the hospital and we go, oh, everything is okay. Like, everything is not okay. You're not breathing properly. You know what I'm saying? Like, your temperature is low. Here's the problem. Now we need to find out what the problem is, come up with a solution. And Didi was like, that's the difference with me. I'm not a pessimist, I'm a realist. I'm telling you what the problem is so that we can come up with a solution for it. So I was like, whoa, that's deep. And she's like, sometimes you might come in with all that uh, kumbaya, you know, a, a kumbaya, a tata, whatever that is, and you coming in with it, that, that's not, it's not time for that. It's not time to be happy. Somebody need to get their butt fired, flat out. Somebody <laughs> need to make an adjustment, flat out. You playing games. You acting like everything is okay. Everything is not okay. It's not. And I was like, whoa, that's a different perspective. I was like, you're right. And so it is a perfect blend. There are times where it is an emergency. It is stop, drop, and roll. We don't have time to play. It's a fire. The house is burning down. Ain't nobody got time to be talking to you cute. Ain't nobody got time to be worried about your feelings. The house is on fire. The company is being drained. We will be out of business in three years if we keep operating this way. Our marriage is on the brink of divorce. Our kids are about to commit suicide. Our son is dropping, uh, 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 failing college. Help, help. And I was like, yo, that's deep, D. So what we need to do is we don't need to come to a situation as a realist or an optimist. We need to evaluate the situation first. And then based on the situation, if it's a situation that is bad, but it requires in, uh, inspiration and enthusiasm, I need to jump on it. But if it's a situation that's bad and it requires somebody who's very direct, then you need to jump on it. It, it demands forceful, driving, demanding. You need to handle that, Didi. And so we, we don't need to approach it based on how we are, we need to approach it based on what's needed at the time. And so I guess that's what I'm saying. See, sometimes it ain't time to be optimistic, bro. Sometimes it's not time to worry about people's feelings and making people feel good. Sometimes, bro, your feelings are not, like your feelings are not what's important. What's important right now is us turning this ship around. That's what's important. You feel me? So yeah, I look at it like that now. See, I don't look at it as everything's gotta be like hunky-dory, it doesn't. We have to approach the situation with the tool that's needed. And sometimes that is, whoa, we in trouble. Hey, we in trouble, boss. You know what I'm saying? We in trouble, boss. We down by 20, boss. You know, um, and so, yeah, that's how I look at it now. I didn't look at it like that a few months ago. But uh, having that conversation with Didi, I see, I see clearly now the rain yeah, is Yeah, no, and I, th I feel you, and I feel what she's saying, and I think it's why... Um, like, I, I think I may have used this analogy before, but Carl and I share the same kind of neat freak um, mentality about our stuff, right? 
And so, again, there's a reason why, you know, I would clean up every day because I never wanted it to get to like a mess because that's when I'm like, I'm, I'm a mess. You know what I'm saying? Like I never wanted it to get out of control. So E to your point, you know, and this is go back to my, you know, personal assessment, you know, with the driving demanding stuff like that is like, I never wanted it to get that far down the road. If you see what I'm saying? So I agree with you, but I think finding it for me was like, okay, let me correct this immediately so that it doesn't become a situation where now you got to do surgery. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to fix it before it becomes that. And I think the evaluation of that is what you're talking about now in terms of, you know, D being a realist and you being an optimist, whatever. But I guess, how do you break down the essence of that and make sure that you're not being a worry wart? Because what's going to happen is somebody's going to hear what you're saying and go, oh, okay, I'm worried about everything and I nitpick everything and I stop everything. And that's what Didi had to say, though, see? She had to say, yo, I, that's what I love about your optimism. Because between the two of us, I'm the one that would get MS. Yeah, I'm gonna get MS. You're never gonna get MS. You, you're never gonna have a disease that's caused by stress because you don't get stressed out. So I'm, so I'm right in that I do need to make sure that I, I'm on it so, that, so it don't get out of hand. But what me and Didi had to realize, see, is that Didi has the mindset that everything is an emergency. And I'm like, yo, sometimes when we come home, our marriage is more important than this house. And if the house is dirty, let it stay dirty. We can get, it, we can get to it tomorrow. Ain't nobody gonna die. We're not gonna die because there's dishes in the sink. But our marriage is gonna die if we don't spend this quality time together right now. So that's what I mean by it's a balance. Like, everything don't have to be done immediately. Didi's response is gonna be, well, let's do the dishes together then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yep, no question. Yep, and, but but what I was to C's point, what I was able to get her to see is, yo, you have a you 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 have a chronic illness, and all we know about it is stress. That's the only thing we know for certain when we study is that this comes from people who every day it's got to be done right. And so I'm not mad at you. You're right. The house does need to be clean. You are right. But I said this is what I said to her. C. You can't make everything an emergency when it's not an emergency. You can't make everything life and death. So the stuff that's life and death, it's life and death. Let's deal with it as such. But if it's not life or death, we, we, we clean up on Sundays, right? I said to Didi, yo, can we make cleaning up fun? Cleaning up ain't gotta be bad. It don't gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like, it don't, it don't gotta be stressful. I get it that you're a neat freak, but it ain't gotta be stressful. We can do this and do it in a way where it's still enjoyable, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So for her, it was like, yo, if it is an emergency, let's find out y'all over there cleaning up in the nude. You know what I'm saying? Nah. <laughs> you feel me? You feel me? On oh, baby boy. You feel me? You, know what I'm you feel me? You feel me? So I'm just saying, to Didi's point, if it's an emergency, Eric, stop acting like it ain't. Stop acting like kumbaya. It's an emergency. Act as such. It's paperwork need to be filled out. You can't do it next month. It needs to be done now. But if the paperwork can be done, it's so funny. We were uh, Jada's just like her mom. We um, you know, we 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 going out of town and we won't be here uh, when she moves into her apartment. And so we went to uh, her apartment the other day and we were cleaning up. And Jada was like, "We need to do this, 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 that." And Diddy was like, "Jada, you don't move into the apartment till August 23rd. Like that's your last day that you can move in. It's July. We over here helping you clean up." But we can't be here uh, to two o'clock in the morning. It, we, we will do what we can do today. 
We'll come back and we'll do some more tomorrow. But you have to the 23rd. And I'm like, don't you tell her that. That's your child. She acting just like you. Mm. She acting like today <laughs> is August 23rd. And today is July 21st. But she got that spirit from you. You know what I'm saying? So uh, so to, to Didi's point, we don't have to stay up to 3 o'clock in the morning acting like it has to be done in 24 hours. We can, mm-hmm. we can, we can do this the next two or three days and, you know, and still get to bed at a decent time. So I, I, I do think, see, it is that you have to strike that balance. Yeah, no, and I, I always wonder, even for myself, you know, picking and choosing when to let things go because you really, you know what I'm saying? You really will, you know, begin to stress your, yourself out, you know, going too hard on every single thing. And I, y- y'all know that was my problem as a young gun. I was like, oh, okay, I'm about to just get hype off everything. And, um, yeah, no, it's, it's not necessarily the way to go, although I do think it's needed more times than not because most people, man, we talked about it last week, most people can't um, get their self going. You know what I mean? And so it, it, most people do need a fire to be lit in order to get to that level. Like, I promise, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny, like, you know, you remember, it would be times when like, okay, I see folks chilling and it's like, I'll go off. And then for like the next two weeks, I'm talking about, we running like a well-oiled machine. And it's like, oh, okay, after a couple of weeks, you kind of see it dip back down. And it's like, okay, go off again. And it's like, oh, boom, another spike. And it's like, I understand, E, what you're saying. I just think it, you know, that that edge is needed more often than not because most people, and maybe that's why you kind of always came with the, you know, the the laissez-faire boy in terms of the, you know, I'm not going to get on people because you are such a self-starter, but most people aren't. Absolutely. Yeah, and I didn't know that. You know, I'll be honest. I didn't know that. And I'm starting to realize more and more that people do need direction. I just don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not that dude. Like, I don't, and I and I don't like to be, I don't like to be told, like, I just don't want people telling me what to do, but I do understand that if you're not, like, you could be a person like me who one of my values is individualistic. Like, I'm very high on that, which is not a problem. But it is a problem if you're not self-motivated and self-regulated. If you're not self-governed, then you can't have a high individualistic, you know, value. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to have to sacrifice and go, I need a supervisor because I need to be told what to do. And, and you know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, yeah, I might want to do what I want to do when I want to do it, but I'm also, I've also positioned myself that I can do what I'm supposed to do and execute on a high level. And still, though, put myself in a position like the book that's out. Um, you know, the book is finished. The digital uh, part is done today. Nikki says she'll put it up online for sale soon. And then the... Um, physical book will be done in three to four weeks. I went to see, and it was like, okay, see, here go, like, I know this is the title that I want, but I also know that as, a, like, a person who wants to be an individual and don't be want to be told what to do, I still have to have some type of accountability. So take a look at it. And we went back and forth. Candace, C, I, I was like, oh, okay, this ain't how I want to say it. I, I want to use super improper English. You feel me? Like, I, I, you know, I, I'm trying to appeal to this certain person. I'm not trying to appeal to a grammar specialist. If you're a grammar specialist, you probably ain't even going to feel this book because it's so transparent and so real. So I'm not even writing it for a college <laughs> student. I, this is not for people who already have a career. I'm writing this for 
um, middle school, high school, uh, young adults. I don't know, though, e. you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I've, I've read through it, and I think uh, it's some grown folks and maybe even some corporate folks who, who could take some nuggets out of this thing based on personal accountability, bro. Right, right. Maybe so. But I'm saying, I ain't writing for them. And C was like, ah, E, I feel you, but you have to change the title a little bit. I'm like, oh, okay, well, a three-year-old, Kaya Grant, at the church, this is what she said. You ain't, you, she said, how did I say it at first, C? No, no, that, that, she didn't say you ain't the boss of me. Well, no, 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 right. She didn't say you're not the boss of me. She said, you ain't the boss of me. You feel me? And I wanted to go straight how she said it. You ain't the boss. Not you're, you're not the boss of me. She said, you ain't the boss of me. You know, and, you know, I wrote the book because for real, a lot of people do want to be individuals. But you can't tell somebody not to be the boss of you when you're not the boss of you. You feel me? Like, you're not the boss of you. You, you, mm. you, you don't have no control over you. You don't have no discipline over you. You, 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 you don't tell you what to do. So somebody got to tell you what to do, you know, but I went to see him. He was like, yo, E, you can't write it that way. And then the subtitle, if that's what you call it, he was like, ah, that's like a double, like you, you double talking. You got the and, you said, I was like, okay, well, that's how I would say it. So I even had to go to C and C was like, okay, and you would say it like that. And I'm not telling you you're wrong, but because you're writing a book to the world, they may not necessarily understand it that way. So I was like, all right, cool. I know I got a communication problem. So go for it, switch it, change it. So my point is, see, I didn't even want the title to say what it was and the subtitle to say what it says. But I understood that, all right, I need to go to somebody else, you know, and let that person give me feedback and then hold me accountable to that feedback. Because you could have gave me feedback and I could have been like, bump that. I'm still doing it the way I want to do it. You know what I'm saying? But I was wise enough to know all right, take that feedback, use that feedback because it's going to make you better. Yeah, no, and we talked about it before, but I think that the issue becomes those people who don't necessarily have that balance, and I don't want to leave those people out because they're listening and they're going, yo, I feel you, E. You got somebody to balance you out. You have a yin to your yang. I feel you, see, You got E, you know, who you could, uh, who can bounce ideas off, Carl. You, you got, you know, your, your circle. You got people who gonna help you out. You know, e, you, the book title wasn't, and somebody came through, and you could hit C and be like, yo, y'all could, somebody out there is going, E, I'm on the solo, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel you, and all of that sounds great. I'm down for the personal accountability. I'm down to have a circle. I'm down to, you know, do all of these things. But when I look up, it's just me. So how am I able to, you know, make that happen for myself or create that environment myself for myself? You see what I'm saying? Because, E, I don't know if you were always around people with the exception of D, who I'm sure never held her tongue and always gave you feedback. I don't know if professionally you were always around people who would challenge you or you trust. Maybe not even challenge is the word, because I'm going to be real. We sitting here now and we can talk about it now and it's cute. But there was a time when you didn't trust me, you know, and I remember us having like beef about things like this. And it would have led to like a real disagreement. I won't say fight, but a disagreement where you might have been like, I'm going to do it anyway. And so I guess for those people out there who don't necessarily have that or haven't put that together yet, what, what's, what's their go to? And what was yours before you maybe had that? I always had somebody. I've always had somebody. I think the difference between you and I is I may not have had that person for a long period of time, 
So I didn't get to trust them in the way I trust you. So, so, so we never built a relationship over a long enough period where I had an opportunity to do that. You feel me? So with Pastor Doggett, I felt like we had a phenomenal relationship and it was somebody, you know, who did counsel me, but it was a situation where just when we started picking up speed, I left, you know what I'm saying? Or I might've had, you know, somebody else and we were in school together and they graduated and moved on. Like, so I might've been close to Skip. Man, Skip was real tight. Skip might have been hollering at me. We might, Skip might have been like, y'all, E, I don't think you need to go and do that. You know what I'm saying? I remember me and Skip, Skip, Skip was like, even though I was stupid, spiritual, and trying to do whatever, Skip was kind of like my voice of reasoning, if you will. You know what I'm saying? I had Joey, but Joey was traveling with Take Six. So he wasn't ever really around consistently like that. You know what I'm saying? He, I might have seen him for a week or two, then he was ghost. You know, uh, whereas with you, it's like you said, we end up talking on the phone every doggone day. You feel me? So I had an opportunity with, with a weakness that I have, which is trust. I had an opportunity over a period of time to build that trust, you know, and not only build that trust, but also see you execute and then go, all right, I can let go of some of my, you know, premonitions, if you will. And, you know, I can give him a little bit more range. So I think for me, man, it was just that. Proximity one, and then longevity two was what I didn't have with other people that, you know, you and I have been able to maintain. So do you think like somebody who has maybe a more realist type attitude is best served trying to find an optimistic, like, is that who they need to be looking for? You know what I mean? Like, I think they need both, to be honest with you. Because I'm just trying to figure out how it would work if you and D were both realists. Yeah, I don't know if it would have worked if me and you both were realists. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that it would work. But I do know this. I would say if you are a realist, that you probably do need to be in a long-lasting relationship with an optimist because they, they, are, they are the yin to your yang. But you also still need to be with other realists. You know, occasionally. You know, you like, I, I, I think, and, and, and this is something, man, let's talk about this later. I actually have a 10 o'clock assessment uh, with Jalen. We're going to do an extreme execution with an individual. Um, and so I need to be out of here because we do it at 10. Let's do this on the next podcast, if we can, if you want to do it at a, a later one. But I do believe that you and I created something special because we're opposite. But I believe that you went to another level when you hooked up with Josh and with Jamal because you had an opportunity to get with other realists. So while I felt like what we had, you know, was magical and it helped us to build it, I think as a wolf, you know, if you hanging with, you know, I don't know what you would be hanging with if you were a wolf, but let's just say you're a wolf hanging with, you know, um, hyenas. You know, I consider myself to be a hyena. You hanging with hyenas, you still, you know, you still doing your thing. But when you are hanging with hyenas and you're not hanging out with any wolves at all, you know what I'm saying? You tend to pick up the, you tend to pick up the habits of a hyena, right? Not saying that's bad, but then when you start hanging with hyenas and then you get with a wolf and then you start hanging with those wolves and you like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Like, whoa, I, I, now before I was with hyenas being a wolf, 
and I was still being a wolf, but now that I'm with other hyenas, I mean other wolves, like, yo, it's on a whole nother level now. So I, so yeah, you feel me? So I think that's a, I think when I saw you start rock, rocking with Josh and Jamal, like I said, I don't want you to go into it because this is a whole nother podcast. But now all of a sudden we expanding and we dominating genres that we weren't even in before. You feel me? And we doing stuff that we've never done before. And even for me, it kind of helped me. And I don't know that I've been blessed. And I'm not saying this. I know there are people who are listening, who are hanging out with me, who identify themselves, you know, as high eyes. And like, yo, E, you and me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be disrespectful. <laughs> I don't think to this point that I have found those eyes that operate on an equal or higher level than I do. You know, and I'm in, I'm in prayer to find that. And I think the Verify Conference is You operate in such like a high eye that me. you need to be around these. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, like, I would know what it would be like to be around a couple more eyes, you know, who operate at a high level to, to kind of see, like, that whole leaving our mark on the earth, how we could take that to another level. Yeah, that's level. my favorite, so though. For we me, have to talk about that next time is the people be like, oh, E, you an eye, I'm an eye, too. We brothers. <laughs> right, 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 right. And we are. And we are. And we definitely are. I was just born a couple of years earlier than you. But we definitely are. Uh, both eyes. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, but question. to my point, see, like, so to, the, to my point, I've never done anything without. I've, You know, I hear other people, and I, again, we might need insurance, but there are people even in our inner circle who claim to follow us who's still doing it on the solo. I've never done it on the solo. And I don't know where you get that from. Like, like, e, I'm gonna find my team. I never started with a team. I, I never started without a team. I've always had a team. I've never ever done anything by myself. Now, what's the difference in 2019? I'm on a team that I've been with for a long period of time. It doesn't make other teams bad, but there's just some continuity. There are things that happen when you stay with a team for 10, 20 years that don't happen when you keep switching teams. It just is what it is. And that's the difference. I've always started with a team. I was never not with a team. It's just that I've been with this team now. I've been with the Patriots from the offset. I've been with the Lakers from the offset. I've been with the Bulls from the offset. And so when you stay with a team and you keep the same coach, the same staff, and it's a good team that goes to great, it just, it man, all kind of phenomenal things happen. Yep, no question. You know what else happens phenomenally? Yes, I do. I do. What? See, your, your life when what? you take Organifi. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Your life happens phenomenally. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. Listen, man, um, if you want to be traveling the world like E and having that kind of energy, then you probably need to be doing what he's doing, man, and that's taking Organifi. Organifi is our flagship sponsor of this podcast, man. Been rocking with us for years now. And um, man, what is it you ask? It's the superfood green juice powder, all right? Uh, just put it in, the, in, in your water bottle, shake it up, and go. Whether you're on the green, like myself, if you're on the, the red and the gold, like E, uh, I know Didi, wh which one's Didi on the gold, I think? Um, I know Candace. She on the gold, she on the green, she on Didi like all of It's all a family them. affair, all right? It's a family affair. The, uh, my entire family, Avery definitely rocks all of them. Um, church, we're still trying to get Trey to come around. Sure. Well, my son, he not necessarily uh, on that level yet. He not, he not necessarily feeling that. But um, 
Yeah, Organifi, man. Shout out to them. O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. Use the promo code SUCCESS, man, to get uh, 20% off your order. All right? Go check it out. Let us know what you think. I know our whole BU fam is on that, um, you know, on a whole nother level. So we uh, we appreciate them for rocking with us. Also, man, I got a special announcement. I just got the text because I was asking for it. I've had so many people, um, you know, come and ask me about, you know, game changers and speak for profit. Well, listen, man, just for our listeners on the podcast. All right. Don't tell anybody else who doesn't listen to the podcast. It's not for them. Speakforprofitcourse.com. Use the code S2S and get 55% off. All right. This is for podcast listeners only. Speakforprofitcourse.com. 55% off only for our podcast listeners, all right? You definitely want to check out the Speak for Profit course. It is uh, just a phenomenal course. If I do say so myself, because I uh, did it alongside Kansas Simmons, man, we put this thing together and it's phenomenal. Getting great results from that, man, and 55% off just for our podcast listeners, all right? So don't tell your little cousin if they're not using the uh, they can't use the promo code if they're not necessarily listening to the podcast. All right. So only for you guys, um, definitely go check that out, man. And, um, yeah, we'd love to see you in that speak for profit course. Um, Carl, we got any other announcements? I'm gonna let E, uh, maybe asking ET a question and then, um, we'll, we'll get out of here. Cause I know E got to run. I got to run. I'm in Charleston. I got 10 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. I'm in Charleston right now with, uh, Josh. And shout out to Josh um, and Heather. Uh, we came down here, man, and uh, had the surprise baby shower for them. And uh, hey. let me tell you something. You know, I was in Orlando with Maul, and we, we drove here. And then uh, while we, we were here for half a day, and why Maul and his whole squad surprised everybody and pulled up at the baby shower. So his whole squad is here as well. And so, um, yeah, we got, we got the squad down here, man. The baby shower was off the chain. It was uh, super, super, super fun times the other day. So shout out to Josh and Heather. Uh, little Mama should be here within the next, man, what, E, like two, three weeks? Um, so two, three weeks, baby baby Hazel will be in the building. We'll have another addition, man, to the family. Always good times. I told Josh, go ahead and, you know, get the, get, go and have one for, for both of us, dog. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I'm shutting down the shop. So um, yeah, no, shout out, shout out to them as well. And uh, we got a, a meeting uh, with the with the solar guys here shortly for the solar company. So I'm headed out as well. But he, uh, or Carl, go and catch us up. What else? Yeah, got? I got you. I'll get them quick. Hey, if you were born with a gift and you want to show it, put that thing out in front of the world. And listen to me carefully. We're not talking about that American Idol where you think you could sing. Like if you really know you got something, man. Like for real, or you know there's something brewing in you. You gotta be at our verified conference August 9th in Philly. That's August 9th. Um, man, we featuring our boy Q Deezy. He's shutting it down in Philly, of course. Toby, Willie Moore Jr., Karen Civil. Um, and then for New York, New Orleans, DC, we come in with that 1% conference. That's August uh, 23rd and 24th, New York, New Orleans is September 12th and 13th and DC, October 5th and 6th. And then last but not least, we got the Phenomenal Life, mm. Riviera Maya, Mexico, y'all. Next year, I'm running through them fast today. We got to run, but y'all y'all know what we're talking about. Go to the website, etinspires.com, and all the details are there for you. The timing, when everything's happening, what the events, what they look like. Make sure y'all check it out. And please, come on, y'all, do not miss this. We're talking about decisions. We're talking about how the decisions that we make 
make affect the rest of your life. So, mm. like, for real, these are some little decisions that you can make being in the building for some of these events. So, listen, if you want your toes in the sand right now, like Carl doing a podcast. There it is. Right. There it is. is. If you want to be driving Ohio you know in the rain like me, well, don't come. It, you feel right. me? You know what I'm saying? I got to go, y'all. Yeah. I got to get well, out of here. Well, give us a nugget I'll then, man. Come week. on, man. The people Don't rob the people of their nugget. You ain't got to go that fast. It's only okay, 9.54. y'all robbing me of my time. Of course I'm robbing them of their nugget. It's 9.54. You got six minutes. Give, give us a six-minute nugget. All right. But I got, you know we got to prep first. All right, anyway. Uh-oh, go for here's it. Here's a nugget of the day, guys. Hey, be, either be your own boss or let somebody else boss you. Flat mm. out. Either be your own boss Stop whining and complaining and having this victim mentality. Either be your own boss, self-regulate, self-motivate, self-govern. Like, for real, either be your own boss and make the decisions that bosses make. Like, boss up. Either boss up and, or let somebody else boss you around. And when they boss you around, don't be complaining. Don't be mad. You feel me? Like, don't be mad. Oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Hey, somebody came and apologized to me that... And I got to talk about this because I respect them 100% before. I didn't know they needed to. They explained to me they needed to. Somebody used to work for us. I want to talk about that on the next podcast as well. We need a better insurance policy. We need a better insurance (laughs) policy. Hey, appreciate that nugget of the day, man. Love y'all. Y'all be safe. We'll see you next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might. 